Okay. All right, here we go. All right, we're gonna start off with pop quiz. What do these movies got in common? Angels in the Outfield, Barbed Wire, Excursion to the Moon, Major Pain, Psycho, Scarface, and True Lies. Boring. Major Pain was good. I don't think okay. I can get them all on YouTube. You think free? Scarface was boring? Scarface it, is iconic. Uh, iconic does not make good. Well, it's still, it's got so much fun material to, to flash back to. Oh, yeah, man. You know, yeah, uh, man. All right. They're all remakes. Okay, yeah. So, Angels in the Outfield, remakes of Angels in the Outfield. Excursion to the Moon is a remake of A Trip to the Moon. Major Pain, remake of Private War, Major Benson from 55. Psycho is a remake of Psycho. Uh, Scarface, remake of Scarface. True Lies is a remake of a French film, La Totale. I butchered yeah, that. That, that, yeah, Jerry right. that Jerry Lewis film, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is most surprising, which I think this is really stretching it, but Barbed Wire is a remake, loosely, of Casablanca. And by loosely, I mean you talking about Barbed Wire, the comic, the Pamela Anderson one? Yeah. No, that's, that's from a comic. That's dude, what know. the internet said, and the internet does not lie. The internet lies constantly. <laughs> anyway, all right. And Come on, now, don't, don't you listen internet. to our president. It's all fake news, <laughs> my friend. It's... Alright, let me do my introduction here. My Okay. So, alright, welcome to the second episode of Untitled, where we take ideas, conventions, and genres of filmmaking and discuss how to do it better. Has Hollywood tapped the well of originality? Has it become a complete business machine? Has the realm of cre cre creative artistic expression been left to the independents and YouTubers? Has Hollywood firmly planted its roots in, roots in safe money marketing films? And basically... We're here to discuss what does it take to write a reboot, remake, and reimagine it. So here today I have Daniel Newkirk, Andrew Recker, Mike Stanbridge. Okay, so let's start off by defining what a remake is, what a reboot is, and what a reimagining is. So what what do you guys think? I'm still stuck on that barbed wire thing, man. I just don't think. <laughs> My first question is: you were talking about originality, so why does it have to be a re anything? That's what, that's what I'm saying, because Hollywood, because we were talking about comic book movies last week. Right. It seems like any more we're getting do, remakes. Do you, mean do you mean, like, why can't they come up with an original script? Well, it seems like everything. original idea? Everything, yeah, everything's a remake of something, a reboot. The reboot, they're always talking about rebooting stuff. It's either a reboot, a soft reboot, a hard reboot, or it's a gritty reimagining. Before we get down the rabbit hole of, of minutia. There's definitely a business angle. Of That's business. what I'm saying. It, it has Which, Hollywood become nothing but pure business. It right. always was business. Well, what I mean is no matter, no matter what you're talking about, in order for it to get made, it's going to have to you know, tickle someone's idea of making money. So like, you can come up with the most perfect, awesomest, bestest movie that you've ever come up with, and it's right on all the, on all the key areas that you think ought to go into a good movie, and it'll never get made. Because it doesn't. Well, there's a few directors I feel can do that. Like Christopher Nolan can pretty much do whatever it is he wants. Uh, David Fincher probably can. I don't know. As a moviegoer personally, I don't really look at the director. Um, I, 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 th th it doesn't appeal to me. Um, when I go to see a movie that's going to entertain me, uh, I'm checking the trailers. You know, most of the time, I don't pay too much attention to who the director, the producer, who the writing staff is. Um, so to me, it's, does this grab me? And I think that's why we see such a epidemic of remakes and reboots, is because you have a beloved franchise, say Terminator, 
people loved the Terminator movie when it first came out. Um, so let's make a bunch of sequels. Let's make a whole bunch of new stuff, and now we're going to reboot it, and we're going to put the same name on it because people love this movie. They're going to see the name, and they're going to go, hey, I want to see Terminator again. Where if you, let's say, let's make the entire movie again, but this time let's call it The Executioner, it's, people aren't going to see that have that name recognition. Name recognition. That's what I'm looking for there. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't grab you, and it doesn't kind of pick up those. Hey, I know what this is about. I know this is a good movie. I'll say I always look at the director, but uh, you know, we finally agree. On yeah, that. well, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you got you. You have to because some people. I mean, and there are a lot of stylistic directors out there too, so you know what to expect. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys saw King Arthur when it was out. I mean, and, and, and it was it filmed, ex- it, it, which was a really interesting take. I loved it, you know, but it was filmed exactly like all of his other movies, you know. So you had the, the whole, like, all right, first we're going to break in and then do the flashback scene and he, and he goes through oh, the, yeah, you know, you're very, like, you instantly, you didn't have to, yeah, <laughs> you didn't even have to put Guy Ritchie's name on it. You go see this movie and you know it's a Guy Ritchie movie because it's filmed exactly the same. I mean, he does a, a, a certain type of movie and he does it really, really well. And it, and it translated just as well, I thought, with, with King Arthur as it does when, you know, when he does this, uh, um, gangster robbery comedies, snatch or, you know, or yeah, you know, snatch and all that other fun stuff. Great stuff. But you know, I, there are certain directors I like. You know, I I, I absolutely always, yeah. I, I got to know what director is, you know, because there's there's stuff like, um, uh, what's the the the, the 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 complete twisted twerp that did uh, Batman and Robin, Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. And you know, if you go to see a Joel, it's going to be all explosions and and actors and no script and no substance. And sim- oh, I'm going to get back Destruction porn. Destruction porn. That's, yeah. my, that's Michael Bay. That. But Joel Schumacher, you know, I'm not even going to bring it up because I'll get hate. Go ahead. Go ahead. I love bashing Joel Schumacher. It's- no, no, I'm just saying, like, most of his movies have, like, an, and maybe it's because of his personal life. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. negative, but it has, like, an undertone of, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I, I get where you're going with that. Oh, we, don't okay, need right. no, we don't need to talk that out on a okay, public great. podcast. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Um, um, so, there's, a lot okay. of gl- there's a lot of glitter. So let's. Before we get too far. Let's, let's define, and I got what the internet defined it as, but let's, because they never wrong, let's define what a remake is, a definition of a remake, a definition of a reboot, and a definition of a reimagining. So reimagining is easy. You just take a new, you just take a new conception of an old idea. So, but remakes and reboots, how would you guys define it? And how would you define a soft reboot versus just this flat-out reboot? A soft reboot is, is that all, everything that's happened has happened. So you got like Terminator Genesis was a soft. Yeah, if you can, if you can fit all the other movies in, or, or or you know in, in the case of comic books, if you can fit it into the continuity or or you have a point uh, uh, a retcon punch, you know, so that all so that all the um, um, all the other films fit into the continuity of that movie, then it's that, that's yeah. Yeah, I would agree and, with that for yeah. for a soft reboot. Um, Absolutely, uh, Terminator Genesis is a great example of a soft reboot. Um, I think you can also kind of take that soft reboots are commonly non-connected sequels um so like pitch black and chronicles of riddick for example they're in the same universe but they're kind of a, a reboot of the universe even though they're still interconnected yeah so yeah okay so okay well according to the internet a reboot is a discard of all continuity and established theories in order to recreate its characters timeline and backstory from the beginning that was a weird way to let me start again Recreate his character's <laughs> timeline and backstory from the beginning. Okay. I can read, by the way. Okay, so let's define remakes. A remake is... is, is it? Well, for, for me, I think remake 
and hard reboot are synonymous terms. The difference is a remake is a standalone movie. A hard reboot yeah, is a franchise. franchise. If you look at it, now, and one of the, I'm a big fan of the current Lethal Weapon TV series. That's, that's <clears throat> okay. That, that that but that's that's a remake. It's it's starting from the very beginning and telling the same story, telling it in a different way. Is this still on? Is it still it's going? great. You should you got to check it out. Is the MacGyver still going? MacGyver's still going, unfortunately. Okay, gotcha. MacGyver without Richard Dean Anderson is, is crap. Right. <laughs> it, it just really is. I mean, it's that that, that, that was a personality based show. And I really, when I looked at Lethal Weapon, um, you know, I thought uh, there are a lot of big personalities in there. That was really a, a Mel Gibson vehicle, but boy, it, they've, they've just done it so well. The TV series is great. I did check out Rush Hour, when they, and that was, it was as god-awful as you thought it was going to be because they were still, you know, they're dealing with topics, and, and of course they didn't have the quality of actors. I mean, those, those guys played really well off of each other. They just, they, it just couldn't be done. Did they have the quality? Of, did they have the Jackie Chan style stunts? <laughs> they had, the, they had the stunts, but they didn't have the substance. You know, Jackie Chan's got a great sense of humor and great timing, and and right. and, and, and you know, the, I mean, the kid was likable, but he just didn't have it. And the other, the, the other guy that played, uh, Chris, I mean, nobody's going to top Chris Tucker. You just can't do it, <laughs> dude. I mean, you, you know, you just got to give it up and move on with stuff like that. I mean, you, it's a completely, you, you, they, they tried to go with the same in the same route, the fish out of water route. Well, that doesn't really happen anymore. You know, it's. They're, everybody's really familiar with Chinese culture at this point, I think. I would hope. Well, okay, so that brings it up to, has Hollywood become a complete business machine? I, I mean, don't think there was ever any doubt that it was. It was, always, it was always about business. I, I agreed, 100%. It was always about business because it's their money. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just because you have an amazing idea and, and you want to tell the story, unless you put up your own money, it, you know, but, but what, what do we have on TV now? Rush Hour, MacGyver, right. uh, Hawaii Five-0. Sure. What was that first one? You said Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Gotham, which isn't a remake, but it's, it's, it's yeah. a, of a series. Uh, it's not. It, it, it's Hollywood's just become lazy. Everybody, I, I, you know, like we can go off to politics, but everybody's lazy now. It's um, it, you, they they want they don't want to take chances on something that doesn't have a built-in audience, and that's why they do it. They, they they've, mm-hmm. they're still a fan base for all this stuff, and uh, they have to do they they don't have to do, say they don't have to introduce the concept. So when they do the advertising and marketing campaigns, they get guess what's back, you know. Well, and like a lot of businesses, they want a, re- a guaranteed return on investment. Sure, absolutely. And yeah, if you're a, if you're a, you know, a, a, for lack of a better term, a venture Hollywood venture capitalist that's being asked to put up money, the first question you're going to say, well, what's the risk? And the risk is, well, we're in a bad economy, so let's take a risk on an independent film that has all these weird points that we don't know if it's actually going to put people in seats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? I don't think I'm going to fund that. But there's got to be a guy with the balls to be like, wait, there's, okay, so there's stuff in space, and there's these, like, monks that have these swords made of light, and there's a dude that wears a helmet that sounds like he's having a respirator. Yeah, all right, I'll put the money up for that. I mean, there's got to have people that's got to that. Wasn't, that was, wasn't pitched to him like that, whoever that was. That was one of the biggest con jobs of all Wars. time, Luke, what Lucas did with I that. I mean, he, he, I mean that, was a, that was a huge con game. He, he shouldn't have got funding. And, in fact, they, it was Alec Guinness's money at the end that got, it, they got the film finished. I mean, George Lucas didn't, I mean, didn't just get approval and go make that movie with, with uh, 20th Century Fox's money. I mean, he was, he, was, he was pulling a con game left and right, right. to get yeah. that finished. I mean, the original so, script of New Hope is very different right. than what actually made and it. And he originally tried to make Flash Gordon, right? You know, right, right. and but the original, yeah, the script, the original script is, I mean, dude, the the ballad of uh, Luke Starkiller, and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's you know who else yeah. did that? 
we're gonna bring in 2001 Space Odyssey. You know what? I don't want to talk about 2001. No, but I'm this gonna is bring my it up podcast. It's I'm, not allowed to be talked about. That happened with Kubrick, though. There was a bunch of uh, uh, sponsors, corporate sponsors, yeah. and he changed everything at the last minute. Well, he also brought in uh, who's the famous sci-fi writer? Uh, Arthur C. Clarke. Arthur C. Clarke. Yeah, right. No, but what I mean is they had a lot of corporate sponsors for right. the movie. It was going to be a huge, huge thing, and that's how they got the money to make the, the movie. And then he basically made two films, one for them, from what I've understood from bonus features that I've watched, one for the executives to watch. They're like, oh, look, there's our product placement. And then one for what we actually got. What, was he filming that when he was faking the moon landing? Yes. Okay. The yeah. internet told me. <laughs> Sorry, go, go ahead. Sorry. I, I feel like this kind of um, disingenuous... Um, kind of perspective from the the creative people in Hollywood um, is is a giant problem. I mean, we've talked about you know Star Wars having this 2001 Space Odyssey, um, but this isn't an isolated thing. Uh, Robert Kirkman, who is the it's person who made Walking Dead, when he went to Image Comics and pitched Walking Dead to him. Image said, "No, this is boring. This will never get sold. We're not interested." And Robert Kirkman said, "Well, wait." It's aliens. There's an alien virus. They're softening the people. And the people at Image said, okay, that's interesting. Let's do it. And Robert Kirkman's gone on, on record saying it was all just a blatant lie to fund this thing. And he completely wrote out all of the alien stuff after he pitched it to Image. Um, and now we have this massive franchise with TV shows, uh, comic books. It is one of the most widely popular comic book TV well, shows in it's most recently. It's petering off really fast, though. I mean, people are losing interest in, in Well, that, sure, yeah. maybe. It's, it's going down yeah. because, I mean, yeah, he, it, you have no ending to it. Don't these and, creative uh, <clears throat> people, creators of shows like that, don't they run the risk of getting sued or fired or whatever from their own... Well, uh, I mean, it's speaking of Walking Dead, uh, what's his it's face? It's just like committing to, to a job and saying that, I can, yeah, I can yeah. do this job even though you have no clue. I mean, it, it, oh. Yeah, but if you tell them the, one thing... And oh. then you pull bait and switch. They can the, always the big difference. Always do, the don't. big difference to that is is comic books media is done differently than TV show or or, or um, movie media, especially when it comes to image. With image, the creators tend to keep creative control. Is that the way um, it still is though? I mean, I know it was it was set up that way because Frank Miller uh, he wrote he wrote in that he was writing a letter to. It was like at the beginning of a. It may have been one of the Spawn collected editions but he was talking about image comics about how it's such a great idea that it's creator owned but and he was hoping it would stay that way so it did it yeah, as far as I'm understanding that's why when you look at image uh, they have just this massive catalog but yeah everything's still creative owned and they just put up the money for publishing um, a lot of a lot of stories have been so annihilated by the Hollywood machine I mean that most writers now are keeping creative control when they when they when they sell their uh, the rights to their books to, I mean, uh, for instance, J.K. Rowling is the, the biggest one. I mean, she she has total control over the movies. I mean, they don't they they can't they all casting decisions have to come by her. And she you know she made sure that they I mean, like when she did the first uh, when she did the, the original Harry Potter series, you know it had to be all British. She would not allow. I mean, Hollywood would constantly say, "Well, we can we can get this actor. We can get you know Brad Pitt or whoever." And she's like, "No, absolutely not. End of story." Um, I don't know if you have you guys ever heard of an author called Lawrence Block. Yes. Okay, he writes the Burglar series. Okay, when um, uh, Bur- uh, the, the character's name is Bernie Rodenbar. Mystery writer? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I told you this story a, a while back, but when uh, um, he sold uh, the rights to, to his first book to Hollywood, 
and uh, this, this uh, detective owns a, is a burglar who owns a bookstore and is constantly getting wrapped up in these murders that he has to then solve. His best friend, Carolyn, is a, a dog washer who has a shop across the street, um, and she's a lesbian. Okay, Hollywood, uh, he sold the, the, the rights to, to this, first, this first novel to Hollywood. Hollywood made, uh, decided to cast Whoopi Goldberg as the burglar oh, yeah. and Bobcat Goldthwait as the uh, dog washer uh, lesbian friend of his across the street. The movie was a complete abortion. It was terrible. And uh, so Lawrence Block now has, he, he, it, in perpetuity, written in his will, you, Hollywood will never get the rights to one of my books again. And the thing is, if you read these books, they are, I mean, at, you want to watch this. This is, this, I mean, it's an absolutely make a perfect TV series, perfect movie series. They're, they're just, in, and they're funny. They're he's great. A good writer. Yeah. But yeah. they, but they took his, they took his, his books and they, and they, they turned it into a, just a complete mash of a script and, and, and they're absolutely terrible. The, the guy adapting that, mm-hmm. Je- Jeff Loeb, or he was a comic book writer. Is it Jeff Loeb uh-huh. or, because uh, he was on, not to talk about another podcast, but he was on Fat Man on Batman. Okay. About that, I think. And he was just. He everything was going really good, and then the studio, the way you said, got Whoopi Goldberg, and he just this is dumb. Yeah, because he because he wrote Command. It was during Commando and all that time, mm-hmm. right? And the same the same thing is with, with, with the same thing happens with Terry Pratchett. Terry before Terry died, he said he, no more. He's not going to let Hollywood get involved in the Discworld books because they they um, well at first he, he he you know he was aware of what would happen yeah. if they got a hold of it, um, but he. They were going to uh, adapt We Free Men right before he died. They and, but he had script approval. They sent him the script, and he just in, nixed it immediately because I mean they they try to change too much. <clears throat> a lot of it too is, is adapting the scripts to fit to fit certain actors that they have in mind. You know, like when we can get back into the, the Suicide Squad argument. You know, Will Smith had no business being in that movie. They and they 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 uh, wrote around him when they cast him. I mean, that that character could have been played by anybody off the street, and the movie would have been just the same. But they had to have the close-ups, because Will Smith is a huge star, and you know you have to rewrite around that stuff. And the agents get involved, and okay, well, well this line's funnier. I think my client should have that because your client doesn't, you know, isn't as quite as popular or as key to the plot as my client, you know, and, and that comes into play. I, I don't know how much the agents had involved with Suicide Squad, but I feel like that movie really needed some sort of big name to put less, butts in seats. Less Joker. Uh, See, we need less Joker. I'll agree with that. But I feel like. Um, I, I think Harley needed, Quinn Mania started before Suicide Squad, and they would have had butts on seats, man. Yes, but Will Smith is the draw for the other people, not the Harley Quinn fans. And you get a star factor. Um, the actress they had for Harley Quinn was absolutely fantastic, sure. but she doesn't have the name that Will Smith does. Right. So you put Will Smith in Deadshot's role, and you get people coming in. Now, I think Will Smith could have done a really good Deadshot. The writing for Deadshot completely changed his character. Um, he wasn't Will Smith it up. I, I don't know how much control Will Smith had. But he but, will, but I, I, Will Smith's agent has complete control when it comes to movies that he's making. They, they, yeah, he will go the, in there and just tell, my client wants this, my client wants that. Have you seen his trailer? Uh, no, I haven't. I, <laughs> I, I mean, if I'm making a his movie. His trailer has a, has, a, has a gymnasium in it. Well, yeah, I mean, if I'm making a, you know, if I'm getting $14 billion to make a movie, I want the Pimpus trailer too. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't I know, I don't know how much chance I'm going to get to, to modify the script though. Um, and I feel like they're more restricted to this group than that. I mean, I know improvisations happen. I know there's probably arguments um, on the business side of Hollywood. Uh, but to me, really, the, the, writers who brought the sympathetic Deadshot into our world um, really didn't know what they were doing with that character. 
Yeah. Um, but I, I don't care. Once, if, once again, back to our, our, our you know our civil war discussion. Mm -hmm. It's because you can't have a, a, a pure evil character because it would affect the image of this star. Like with Robert Downey Jr., it's like oh he has to he can't just be a, a pro uh, uh, because pro um, registration with no reason. It has to be because his parents got killed by the, or you can't go after Bucky because you know all that crap. I mean, it's it's because. People are identified by their characters in movies, and if you don't, if you don't throw, if you if you if you played a pure evil character, then people are going to identify with that character, and they're going to like, you know, oh, this Will Smith played this prick, so he must be a prick too, and and it's going to ruin the image of that well, actor. So, they, they, so they, I've seen Will Smith as a, a, a literally play the devil, mm -hmm. and that didn't besmirch his image. Oh, yeah, um, what movie was it? It was. Uh, the uh, you're gonna put me on the spot here. It's the movie where the uh, takes place in the 20s or the 30s and the Legend of Bagger Vance. Uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> um, and this guy this guy is working for the mob, and um, uh, it's like an Irish mob, and they are enthralled to the devil. And it turns out this mob are all demons, and at some point he gets lost in time, and comes to modern day at the very end of the film. Um, and it's like a half romantic movie. Okay, was this uh, what, what year was this made? Uh, recently, uh, I remember seeing it. Was, with, it. was it before or after Ali? Uh, after, I believe. Really? Okay. All right. Um, I'm googling it. Anyway, yeah, the, uh, so, yeah. Someone, someone googled me, and the, the comment section screaming. I'm sure. It, I mean, obviously, um, yeah, there are at least three people that have never heard of this movie before. Please email in with the answer. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, something, something about the night. It was, it was a romantic comedy at its heart because his girlfriend in pastime was dying from consumption and uh, he but ends up meeting like the granddaughter. And he was he was just flat out evil or was he was he lovable Lucifer like we have on TV right now? He was the... Lovable crimes I've... Yeah, well, so he, he is... The, the, oh, the, is that the, the one, TV series. Is that the one with Colin Farrell in it? I think so, yes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, um, he uh, is literally the devil. He and is, he was trying to out evil Colin Farrell who's no, like... No, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know exactly what movie he's talking about. There's so uh, many people on IMED right now. Um... Yeah, and Colin Farrell. It was like a legendary book, right? Somebody right now at home is, is saying the name of this movie. Yeah, Win just Winner's <laughs> Tale. Winner's <laughs> Tale. Thank you. Yes, that's exactly it. Winner's okay. Tale. Thank you, Google. Yeah, yeah. Played right. literally the devil and did not be smart's character. Okay. And I think you can do that when you are an actor like Will Smith. Now, if every every casting is him as the devil and if he's that kind of person on those show pitches what did, what did who did the devil what did the devil do in this movie I, i'm sorry i'm not familiar with this flick did he kill anybody physically uh yeah he tried he tried um, but did he actually succeed because you know, now deadshot we're talking about somebody who's like shoot somebody you know it just blows people away and and, and no remorse i mean it, it, there have to be physical acts too. i mean I, you know i don't see the devil as i mean and now this is going to get me in trouble but i don't see the devil as really evil anymore because like i said we have a lucifer tv series where he's the the, the, the lovable crime solver well i mean we you got know? we got <laughs> demon faces he's got the you know? rage they he had a whole demon transformation sure. and he was the mastermind behold the whole thing okay uh, because the devil doesn't get it now i'm gonna watch movie. this one now I'm, I'm it, you should it was a good movie yeah. I, it was legitimately a romantic movie that i enjoyed watching it's on my list right. of things to go on dates with okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> Right, hang on. Okay, so completely off topic. No, sorry. So before we move on, so we defined reimagining easy, which is a quick example. Reimagining, would you guys agree, would be like the gritty reboots of which everything has got to be gritty for some reason. A gritty reboot of uh, Snow White. That would be a definite uh, example. That's a reimagining, absolutely. Okay. So is Once Upon a Time the TV series? I mean, it's you know. 
So the internet defines remake as a movie which uses an earlier movie as the main source material rather than in reference to a second, comma, later movie based on the same source. We all agree on that? It sounds, it sounds right. It's okay. So you got, anyway, we're going back to, once again, Hollywood being a business machine. We have companies, uh, film studios such as Platinum Dunes and the lesser, the Asylum, who... I, Andy, I don't know if you know Asylum. Whenever a popular movie comes out, they make a movie. Dra- like Transformers came out, they made a movie called Transmorphers. Oh, Battleship horrible. came out, they made a movie called American Battleship. Yeah. And they got zero to. I think they're we all, all four of us together have more money in our pockets than the budget Asylum has because <laughs> they are horrible movies. Mm. And a lot of kids are disappointed when their grandmas go out and buy Transmorphers rather than. Transformers. Mm-hmm. They, so there's come and like Platinum Dunes started out. I don't. I think they make original movies now, but they originally started out just making remakes yeah. of Holly, they uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday Thirteenth, Night Ride Home Street. So uh, clearly, yeah, that, was, that, that was originally started by like a couple of foreign businessmen and they and uh, no, uh, uh, the, Brad. Or? It's Brad Fuller and uh, they're Michael Bay. Uh, they worship at the heel of Michael Bay. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean the, the company itself. The, the company wasn't it owned by two investors, uh, and they were just trying to. No, no. Are you talking about the foreign? Uh, that was Canon. Right? Was that, oh, that was at Canon. Canon okay, Canon. I'm, I'm so, getting that. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Which is an excellent documentary on them on Netflix. Right. I can't. What was it called? It's uh, Electric Boogaloo or something. 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 Yeah, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, okay. So the idea of our podcast: What does it take to write? Or come up with a story for a remake or a reboot or reimagining. Are there certain are there certain tent pole aspects you must hit? Are there certain things you must do? So like let's just start off so we don't confuse ourselves. Let's just start off with a remake. Okay. I came up okay. A huge He Man fan. Mm-hmm. Love He Man. Uh, they did the, the, the reboot in two thousand, two thousand one. Yeah. Okay, two thousand two somewhere in there. And then um, I always wanted to make a He-Man movie. If I was going to make a He-Man movie now, since everything's got to be gritty, I was talking about last week about the New 52 run, which I like and dislike because basically He-Man's moral compass... I like the... I know you guys don't, but I like the the hero whose just moral compass is just straight on north. Just... Like, I, I like... Just always does the right thing. There's a place for that kind of hero. But isn't it, yeah. but isn't it interesting that, like, you put a hero like that into a situation where... Uh, the ant that the correct thing to do is actually detrimental to him, whereas Batman would just do something gray, and and that, but you guys don't find that interesting. Well, it's 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 it's, it's time is, is is basically passed because it, it those heroes reflect what we want out of society. Everybody's jaded now. I mean, there are, we right. don't we don't you know we as a society. You know, after after all the terrorism and everything else that, that's gone on in the last you know two decades, I mean, we don't believe that there is a person like that out anymore. I think everybody's over it. There is, there you know, we we know we know the the religious leaders are all corrupt. We know our our politicians are corrupt, and we know that at any moment somebody can walk up to us with a bomb and, and try to you know as we're walking out of a building. We don't believe that there is a genuinely good person out there anymore. So there aren't any genuinely good heroes. I have an answer to that. Okay, yeah. so there's a, also a danger in working with absolutes. So, like, if you yeah. say somebody is absolutely... You know who else? ...always does the right thing, then that's just setting yourself... Philosophically, you're setting yourself up for for failure because you can't you can't have absolutes. You know who like I thought that. about absolutes? Batfleck and Batman v Superman. 
yeah. brought it back. Anyway. Yeah, we knew it was going to come up. <laughs> anyway. Have you got your membership card for the fan club yet? <laughs> I, I know you're president. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> and treasurer. Dying, <laughs> and treasurer. Dying to get the podcast up and running so Zack Snyder can start sending him slush money. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so uh, you brought that up. So Slush money? No. Slush no, he brought up the whole idea of people being jaded. So my idea for a remake, reboot of He-Man would... Okay, so He-Man in the 84 Filmation Universe was just... Would, he would punch a rock or throw a mountain to divert a water or just give Skeletor a wedgie over actually fighting him. Okay. <laughs> then that series didn't have a definite ending. Then in 9091, he went to a different, it was in space. He went to another planet called Primus. Uh, they, they took him out. He, he went to his parents and said, Hey, I'm He Man. I got to go to this another planet and fight. Okay. That show actually had a definite ending where, where he booted. Uh, Skeletor and I think Katara in a spaceship and they just went off. Okay, so anyway, my idea for a remake of that show would be, don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just, you know, the, between the Snyder worship and, and He-Man being, I mean, I, I, I but okay, so I, you're an oddball. So it's anyway, okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, I, I feel like I hit all the temples sure. for this. So, so my story would start off where that story left off. So, uh, it got canceled. The New Adventures of He-Man got canceled after one or two seasons, and the the next season was going to be where he comes back to Eternia, and I believe Duncan, Man at Arms, was going to be infested by the Snake Men, and he was going to be uh, a bad guy. So my my idea of the story is, He-Man's coming. So you start off, He-Man's coming back. Okay, the the three the, there's our three the audience follows three characters: Champ Clamp, Ryo uh, Blast. And my favorite uh, character in pastime, Fisto. Okay? okay, they're in jail because he they. I, 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 Fisto, I think there's a Fisto in every jail. <laughs> so, so anyway, those, those, so anyway, those three are in jail. Are are in in turning jail because Duncan was was possessed by the Snake Men and was trying to take over Eternia. The whole the way He Man fought the fought battles was no longer uh, valid. They killed him, so they're in jail. He-Man comes back and I was like, "Why are you guys in jail?" And they tell him, "He's like, well, you can't fight that way because he's still got his moral compass pointed north." So Skeletor's out of the picture, the Horde's out of the picture, the Snake Men are out of the picture. You bring in a whole new bad guy, brand new for the new people, whole new bad guy, and these guys fight like they kill. They go to kill. They're not Skeletor. They're not the Horde. They kill. Okay. He-Man tries fighting them the same way he did back in '84. And it's just not working. He's losing lives because he's fighting the way he's fighting. So he, he brings the three people out and says, you need to teach me how to do this. And then that's how this movie continues. So you get you get my love for the moral compass, the good guy. You get the grittiness that everyone loves nowadays. And you bring in a new character for the new audience, which is the bad guys. The Klingons come in, whatever. You, you know what I mean? I think that's a good... The bald, I think, the bald Klingons that are coming back? Yeah, I think man. that hits... The hits the temples of how to make how to take an old property mm-hmm. and bring it to yeah so so the question there is so I've, I've been kind of quiet on this one um, uh, like uh, <laughs> all right so so I, I am not opposed to the the the, the he-man movie that we're making right now um, my question is if we have a character that's moral compass is always pointing north how close is he to becoming a Mary Sue uh, at what point is he not a perfect oh person? Right, right. Okay, because so, that makes for a bad movie. Right. But that that's the point. Like he tries being a Mary Sue, but it's not working. These the new bad guys we introduced. You know you know what a Mary Sue is, right? Right, yeah, Ray okay, from Star Wars. Yeah, so, yeah, we, huh? 
Ray no. Okay. <laughs> we got to explain Mary Sue. No, no. Mary Sue is a person who... Uh, perfect. No flaws. Right. right. But, right. It, but it, it also it, it, it exemplifies the, the, uh, the author of the project. So when you a Mary Sue character is how you this is you putting yourself into the movie. So if oh, you wrote if you wrote no, 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 okay, a Mary sorry. Sue is is, is right. your is so like if 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 you introduce a character that always saves the Enterprise, you know that I I I'm Ensign uh, I'm Ensign Adam here to say I got you, right. Captain Kirk, and pulls him out of the way. That's a Mary Sue. Well, anyone okay. who knows me knows I would not write a Mary Sue because okay. I have no self esteem. But okay. <laughs> all right, that's a Mary Sue. Character. Right. Okay. So okay, if I'm writing it, then no, He Man wouldn't be a Mary Sue, but. So yeah. it'd be more of... Be He'd more have of, a little companion named Adam. Do you know right, right. So I Mini guess, Adam, help me! So I guess technically it would be me because I was trying to do something and failing so fucking bad that I'd have to get these guys out. So that's the point. So you get him trying to do what's right and then you get all these jaded people that, that the way they like stuff now and have Champ Clamp and Ryoblast and Thisto be like, you gotta like break these dudes' necks. Like, and then that's where you get your grittiness from. And then He-Man's like, oh, okay, all right. I don't. I, that's what I thought. It's a philosophical question I, too, though. I, I'm more interested in what's happening in the prison, the He-Man universe. I mean, I want the He-Man Shawshank Redemption mashup. Let's do well, that movie. You get the champ clamp after you get the fist over. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even get. I wouldn't. He-Man wouldn't even come in until the end of the movie. Yes, I would focus on the other characters and their there and how they well, deal with prison and getting escaping from prison. Right. Set up the whole thing, and then He-Man would come in at the end. You know. Well, from like my love for like. Gotham Central, where He-Man would be, even if he if he comes in more towards the middle of the beginning, he'd still be like a preferred character. Like he would, like you would, just, your audience would be those follow those three. I want I want to find out about Fisto's child abuse and all that fun stuff. You know, he's actually Duncan's yeah. brother. So <laughs> there, you get the whole brother killed the brother thing. Yeah, yeah like like I'm down for that movie. Let's <laughs> let's. Man Dufresne. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying you're a man who knows how to get things. I'm finally, <laughs> I'm finally scoring some points with you guys. <laughs> yeah, man. By the way, that, a copyright Adam Tiffin. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so see, I would, I wouldn't even reveal. I mean, I, I, I would, I would re-costume uh, the characters, and and um, since we're since we're off planet, or, or 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 you know, or since it's been. Taken over or destroyed. I mean, I, I would re rebrand attorney. I, it, I I wouldn't even let the audience know that. He, I mean, that would be the big surprise. He, it's not a He-Man movie until we actually oh, show right. He-Man. Oh, you know, absolutely. That would be that would be the that would be the, the the twist. You know, it's then you know even Adam wouldn't even. I mean, he wouldn't. It would never be out of. I mean, he would be Adam, but they would you know call him something else. And and until we find out at the very end that he's that he is He-Man, then we go on oh, to the second movie and or something like that. Or don't you know, even put him in the movie. Just yeah, you know, Fisto and who yeah. did you say Clamp Trap and Champ, and Champ Clamp, yeah. Champ Clamp, Rhino uh, and Rhino Star. Just have them Rhino Blast, Rhino right. Blast, Rhino Blast. Sorry, okay, um, not a He-Man fan. Uh, all the other <laughs> 80s cartoons. Um, so we we get them in the 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 prison from minute one to minute you know 119, and on minute 120. Door bursts open. He-Man walks in. Tidy whities and everything. I'm here to save the day. Roll credits. Boom. The, the loin call version of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm bringing you guys around. Uh, yeah, now. Roll cut. Yes. I'm going to bring this up. <clears throat> you, we're talking about reboots and remakes. You have a thought on the way Star Trek was rebooted. You told me earlier about how you thought. Oh. I have many thoughts. I, well, you liked you liked how where, you where liked how they rebooted the franchise oh, without I, pissing off the hardcore fans. Yeah, I liked how they separated the, uh, at least according to me. Now maybe there's someone else that's got a, a more sophisticated technical explanation here, but to me it seems as though 
the Abrams universe has successfully diver, diverged from the Roddenberry universe. Without destroying the Roddenberry Without destroying the Roddenberry Well, it's universe. parallel universe. I, it, you can't destroy the Roddenberry universe. It doesn't, you know... Well, what I mean is, is that they didn't try and... Re, like, with Star Trek Enterprise, they tried to say, no, this is the history <coughs> of... of Okay. Well, that's that. They tr they tried to yeah. stay on track right. to, at the in the fir in the first part, but the ratings sucked, so they were trying to stir things I, up, and then I, they screwed up continuity. That's yeah. What I'm saying is that yeah, but you that, can't that you can't screw up continuity of this universe when you're putting everything's taking place in a parallel universe. But so. the thing is, yeah. is that that the J.J. Abrams universe drug in the Star Trek Enterprise universe into its parallel universe by mentioning. Admiral Archer and Admiral Archer's dog. Okay, the, the diversion, the, the the diversion point is is uh, and that all that happened before they, before the, the they were the, they're exactly the same universe, until, um, and uh, the the Romulans. No, no, he's saying no. What I'm, I'm saying is that the Star Trek Enterprise series serves as the foundation for Abrams, the Abrams universe. It, and I, I'll agree with you. I absolutely love how they decided to reboot the Star Trek universe. I think that was a really intelligent way to do it. I think it, it was the right way to do it. Yeah. Now, and they ran what, out of ideas for the second film. Whether whether yeah. you, you <laughs> like the Star Wars, Star Trek movies, Star, Star Trek movies, uh, or not, you know, that's up for debate, but that, that, how they split that universe and having Leonard Nimoy in on the very first yeah. reboot, that was... Yeah. That was phenomenal. Well, I and, and love Leonard that Nimoy decision. Slash Spock is the the kind of guiding light through all of Star Trek. He was the I think the only character from the very first pilot, right, to make it through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's only yeah. he's the only character from the pilot that made it into the actual series. Right. I mean, he's he's um, kind of the symbol of Star yeah. Trek, and and also he makes a, a mention about Kirk, and when he's talking to Kirk in that ice cave thing or whatever, he says mm -hmm. it, it makes it clear that he knew a different Kirk than this yeah. one. So anyway, what I liked about it, and this is what I told Adam, was that we, we now can have the best of both worlds. Star Trek reference there, too. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a porn <laughs> reference, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but now, you know, the Roddenberry fans, such as myself, can yeah. have our Star Trek, and then they're free to go on and, and do... Well, I don't know how much further they're going to go whatever, after the well, last two. Well, never, but I, I know <laughs> is that, my, the yeah. oil is now out of my water. So yeah. is, that, is that something, if you're writing a remake, is that something you should hit? Don't piss off the fan. The, the Depends on how big your fan base is. Yeah, the Star Trek fan base is enormous. That's what, but is that something we, as a writer, would keep in mind telling the story? We'd like, I, can we tell a different story, but somehow, or should we say, you know what, guys, it's still there, but we want to tell this story. If you try and make all of your fans happy, you're going to piss someone off unless you made the exact same movie with better graphics. And even then, some of them are going to get mad. There's That's, always going to be a contrarian, no matter what yes. happy you make. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh, a hooker and a cold beard. He's happy, dude. That's not. That's not hard. To, he's not hard to please. Well, I took that. I took. I took that's that into. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I took that into account when I when I when it came up with the He-Man idea. You, you keep the eighty-four continuity. You keep the ninety-one continuity, mm -hmm. and then you is that is that maybe that something? <clears throat> no, my my problem with that is when you go from. TV show to TV show into a movie is maintaining all the continuity errors um, because in in TV shows in general you have to have a real fine tooth comb to make sure that you don't contradict yourself on accident um, so I almost would prefer to uh, device myself from the TV shows into the movies that's um, one of the things that bothered me about Star Trek Enterprise was that 
there were they introduced all kinds of technology. They, sh- they shouldn't have made. I mean, they should never have done, started doing a series in the past. You yeah, know, because that, that, they, they screwed themselves. Success going forward. Yeah, if you were going to do a, if you were going to do an Archer series, Archer existed before they did the series, so it's yeah. they, they, they they should have just done a, like a, a two episode thing, to, you know, and introduced him as a character and then moved on. You have to keep going forward with that with that stuff, or you're going to completely annihilate continuity. And they did. Yeah. The so, only the yeah. only decent they did do, I, I, in my opinion, was. Uh, their introduction to the mirror universe. Now, I thought that was really well done, showing. I how, liked the show, yeah. like a standalone. Like I liked Scott Bakula. I like all the actors. Yeah. I thought it was a well done show. I just didn't like how they See, yeah. tried to, you know, I think cherry they should, pick the they, track that they needed. They should film a final episode where he he leaps out of the Captain Archer's body. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. that would be stellarly cool. <laughs> I I love joke episodes like that. I would I would kill for. I would love that, like dude. That. <laughs> Um, but you want to talk about really good remakes, reboots, whatever you want to call it, the sci-fi Battlestar Galactica. And I feel like that yeah, that, that awesome. did a phenomenal job. It kept the overall tone. It kept yep. the thing that you wanted, which was the, the frantic race for civilization. But it it made it different enough that it was interesting if you watched the original and it, it gave it a fresh look. I mean, it, it put, it, for God's sakes, it put magic and in the Battlestar fits, universe. It fits into all the categories, too, because it's, it, it, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's a remake, but it's also, it, it's, it's continuity. All this has happened before. All this will happen again. I mean, it's, it's a circular, it's circular time. It's, you know, they, so they, they kept the, the original exists in the same universe. There's other things that get remade that are not in the same, like Stargate is another show I like. But the original Stargate movie got reimagined slash re. No, that invented. was the TV series was a sequel. They just they just oh, recast. Yeah, yeah, TV. Yeah, oh no, all the events that happened yeah. in the movie are exact. I mean, James, it's, it's James Spader's character. Yeah, it's style. just it's 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 twelve months later, and that's yeah. It's, oh okay. Well, yeah. I totally missed, got that. Oh yeah, dude. You, yeah, you can you can start watching with the movie and go straight through the series. It's all continuity. I mean, it's it's Stargate is beautifully beautifully done. But it was redone on TV. I guess is what. Right. The main thing I was saying. No, it just continues, re- continues on. No, I know, but I mean, it wasn't a movie that got made. Okay. Like, it wasn't Stargate Part Two. It was Stargate SG-1 turned into a TV show. But what, what you were talking about doing re-whatever, one venue doesn't, I don't know if that's the right word, but it doesn't have to stay. Like, if, if it was a movie, it doesn't have to stay a movie. It could become a TV show. Or, or if I it was think a TV you, show or whatever. I think you can, but I feel like Stargate 1, is, or SG-1, is the exception and not the rule yeah. to me I really feel like the kiss of death for, for a movie is when it goes to the TV yeah. um, well there, there are exceptions uh, exceptions not yeah. rules yeah. but I feel like most of them are bad and, um, uh, and especially with something coming up uh, the Div- is a Divergent series that's mm-hmm. doing that with the final book um, they're not making a movie; they're making it a TV show. That's because for they, that. they were kind of movies with flops. Right? Uh, they were a little rough. Now, um, now that, that the, there's no lie there. Well, now that the Hunger Games are over, they've got nothing to, to parasite off of. Like they're didn't they weren't they kind of parasiting off the Hunger Games popularity? Uh, yeah. Well, much. I mean, Maze Runner got made because mm-hmm. of the Hunger Games popularity. A Divergent series got made. Um, it's really a hard call because you know, with, with the Marvel stuff and everything being in the same universe, and, and half of them being TV shows and half of them being movies. Um, you know, arguably those could be um, Agents of Shield can get real bad sometimes. Oh, it's though. yeah, oh, it's absolutely. I, it was absolutely horrible when the, during the last Thor movie when they tried to, to, to work all that in. You see, I liked that. I liked them being <laughs> in England cleaning up Thor's okay. mess. I thought that was a really clever way to do it. Yeah. Uh, I thought they dropped the ball when um, Winter Soldier came out. 
I felt oh, like really? that should have tied in a little bit better than it's, it did. It stirred it up quite a bit, but and you know. and I feel like and and Disney, if you're listening, you missed a serious, seriously good cameo um, when they brought the Shield Helicarrier up at the yeah. last minute. That should have been the cast of Agents of Shield piloting that damn thing. Oh yeah, and that would have been phenomenal. I would have loved that. But yeah, like I feel like when you move into the Marvel U um, TV series, Agents of Shield's mostly bad. There's a few good episodes. It it should be six episode long seasons because that's about as many good episodes as they have. Um, and I feel uh, like that's, you start that's doing pretty much. I mean, six to ten episodes is pretty much the limit for everybody anymore. Everything else is going to be just filler. I mean, I don't think they. And I don't know what the, the, whether it's because they don't have enough good writers or they don't have enough you know attentive writers. But I mean, most most of the, the, the really good shows out there are six to ten episodes, generally ten. Yeah, and you I know? feel like when I'm you, a big fan of Dark Matter. It runs thirteen, and I think they keep, they keep it fresh without you know having to put in filler episodes. I hate segue and filler episodes. Cannot stand them. To me, it kind of depends on which which kind of shows you have. Some shows lean themselves a little bit better to that. Uh, Supernatural, for example, I think is a perfect show for the filler episode. The random one Monster of, of the Monster Week shows of the work. Week. Re- yeah, Monster yeah. of the Week shows work great. Supernatural is just perfect the way that I, mean, I love. I'm sorry, I'm a huge, huge Supernatural fan. So it's yeah, but yeah, I think and I, I'm, I cannot wait to see how they got them and get them out of this out of the last season's finale. It's going to be, you know, because a huge fuster cluck. All right, so <laughs> reimaginings are they harder to do than reboots, remakes? Can we as fans take a reimagining of a an IP? Like Robert England, Robert England, another franchise that I love, and I've mentioned it several times. Robert England, in an interview, said when they just announced the remake, reboot of the franchise of Nightmare on Elm Street, he wanted because they asked him to do it, and he's like, "I do." He's like, "I'm seventy something years old." He could still do it, though. but <laughs> so he's like, "I." He goes because they asked him what he wanted. He goes, "I kind of want to see Freddy in a sports coat or something." Like something, he goes, "I want them to do something completely different." Now. I don't know if the sports coat would be too, but I, I like when when the Joker was announced. First of all, I didn't want him in the Suicide Squad, but then when he was in the Suicide, I had this conversation with Mike Jenkins when they when they showed the green the tattoos and everything. I kind of liked. I didn't like he was in the movie, but I kind of liked it because I I want to see like a version of the Joker where he's called the Joker ironically, like people call Curly have no hair, mm-hmm. like he doesn't like to laugh. Well, or, that's. Curly, Curly actually, that was he actually did have curly red hair. They just they just shaved his head for the act. His that his nickname came from before, right? That. But he actually he, did, they called him Curly because they grew up with him and he had curly red hair. So it's not it wasn't really being ironic. But, but you know you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Like like I would like like that would be interesting to me. Like this in the, since he was in the Suicide Squad, he had this gangster look. I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool if he's called a Joker, but he doesn't really do jokes and he doesn't really like to laugh. And when he laughs, it's sardonic. It's not like can we? Can, is it harder to do a reimagining? Would you guys be willing to write a reimagining of like? Okay, so Tom, Batman, Thomas and Martha Wayne. Uh, okay, Thomas gets the gun out, shoots the criminal mm-hmm. in in the in the face. Bruce becomes a bad guy because he's like, my dad's a fuck. He's my dad's horrible. He becomes a bad guy. There have been some great series where, where Bruce gets sh- uh, shot and, and Thomas right. Lane becomes well, in, the bad Injustice too. Yeah. In, or Injustice. Uh, Flashpoint. Yep. Yeah. But um, so in re- reimaginings, are, are fans willing to accept it? I think it depends on the level of character that you're reimagining. Um, I don't think you can take an iconic character like Joker 
and give him a completely 180 degree morality change and you can't make the heroic joker as an ongoing thing yeah. you can't make um the i kill everyone batman because it's such a change to that character and that's what makes people mad that's what made me mad about batman versus superman because i'm a huge batman fan i hated the murderous batman we got because that's always such a foundation to his character i think you can shake it and modify it and twist his character in different places but the core center has to be that person like if you um wanted to make batman care a little bit more about money than he does okay if you wanted to, to take his personality and change small little aspects like and they did this in the um the batman trilogy batman begins dark knight dark knight rises um they completely took the detective nature from Batman and removed it from his character. Except he, for a couple scenes. The bullets. A couple scenes, yeah, sure. Probably most outrageous. In- yeah, but in, in that particular scene, it's less Batman doing it and more Alfred and Lucius doing it. And that's where all your detective stuff came from that film. And I love those two, those two of the three movies. Um, so I think you can take aspects of them and change them. But overall, they got to stay the same. I think that changes if you get a less popular character, though. Um, if you grab Nova and change Nova's core storyline, only the hardcore Nova fans are, are really going to notice anything. And even then, does he have something so solid in his center to change? Um, and so we're not totally geeking out. Um, if you want to talk about um, uh, Star well, that's still kind of geeking out, Star Wars. Um, we want to talk about... Uh, let's grab Shawshank Redemption because we talked about it earlier. Sure. If you take Andy Dufresne and change aspects of who he is, maybe he's not an accountant. Maybe he's a lawyer instead. That movie works fine. Yeah. Um, but you can't change, like, Red's um, self-loathing. The, the fact that Red is the only guilty man in Shawshank Prison, you can't change that. But you can change who Red is. Um, if you haven't read the book... Red is an Irishman in the Shawshank Redemption book, and you the have, story is about the redemption of Red. It's not; it's about his forgiving himself and getting you know, and all that stuff. It's not about Andy, really. Right, yeah. but you have uh, Morgan Freeman who takes that role, mm-hmm. and they change that 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 line in the book. Well, maybe I'm Irish to be ironic, and you change a lot of aspects of that character, but you yeah. keep the central point of who he is alive. And I think you can do that if we were to remake reimagine Shawshank Redemption you could reshoot it all in modern time and make um, maybe you make Andy a business investor or you know a stock stock market guy or Bernie or Madoff Donald, or Bernie Donald, Madoff or Absolutely. Donald Trump or, sure yeah. um, <laughs> not that I have one. yeah not that we're going to get too political um, uh, no I know I keep trying not to but it's just <laughs> you can make him into but I don't even know who the uh, the, 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 who's the, the the press secretary is this this, this, this hour this, this minute yeah. this hour this minute this week I mean, it's, it's getting kind of silly okay so alright I'm going to name off some movies that came out this year or are going to come out this year uh, re- tell me remake reboot reimagine Huh? Oh, I, I'm not. Looking, I was looking. At, sorry. Someone's cheating. Uh, okay. No, I don't need to cheat. I do. This, if it's coming out this year, I know it. Okay. Kong Skull Island, remake, reboot, reimagine, or maybe a mixture. Maybe it's, it's a, a, I'm going to recuse myself from this round because I don't really know. Okay, that's that's a, that's a bit of everything. Well, you've seen. I know you've seen trailers of the new Kong, no. King Kong. No. 
fine, fine. We won't talk to you. Samuel L. Jackson and King Kong with drunk gloves on battle. Okay. It's a little bit of everything. I mean, I mean it's a little bit of everything. <sighs> the, bi- the the biggest we've seen Kong, and he's only going to get bigger. <sighs> Um, I, I have to. I feel like I would have to put that into reimagining because you have it, the the biggest Kong you ever have, mm-hmm. and then you have all of those little monsters. Right, but, but they, you they've got, always you got been elements been of the originals. Yeah, they've always, the monster, The other monsters have always been in it, though. In, in the Kong movies. Yeah, yeah, there was dinosaurs. That's they, they, they're, 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 you're, you're right. They're different. That's later in on Scott. after the thirty-four or nineteen or whatever it is. No, in, in the yeah. in the original stop motion, he fought a T Rex. Did he? Yeah. I have to look at that again. Okay, well, T-Rex is still not the... Fair, the, fair, the, fair the skuller monsters? Skull, what are they called? Skull mm. Skullwalkers, there we now go. Now that's yeah. it out loud, it sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Okay, fair enough. So we're going more of a reimagining? That, that's I, that's I, my opinion. I, I'll agree with that. Okay. Uh, now this one I'm interested in, because this one is very... People are very uh, polarizing this. I'm going to combine this with the movie that didn't come out this year. The Prometheus Alien Covenant. Remake, reboot, reimagining, sequel, a lo- uh, 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 cluster. It's a reimagining sequel. It's a sequel. I mean, well, it, it picks it up where Prometheus like left yeah, off. But it, but it's supposed to be part it's of kind the of, It's kind of a sequel series. prequel, though. Isn't it? Or, you know, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I mean, Prometheus happened well before the Alien yeah. franchise. Um, Covenant picks up uh, like a year or some, mm-hmm. some amount of time after Prometheus happens, and it sets up the first Alien movie. I mean, now, what they're you, doing have, is creating the most... Have you seen it, though? Con- have you seen it? I have seen Covenant. I, it doesn't set up the first film. They're like, they're nowhere near LV-126. No, but... Okay, fair enough. I mean, I expect there to be a third movie that completely sets the bridge. Right. But you have the aliens leave the planet into space. You get the traditional alien thing that Prometheus was kind of missing. And you're starting to see all the, the steps go into place. But, right. the, but it seems like the Xenomorphs... It seems like they completely were trying to explain. They were trying to reboot or reimagine the Xenomorphs or, uh, fuck, here we go. What, what do you call the thing in comics where you a retcon? They, retcon. Like they're retcon in the Xenomorphs, but they're just it's like a dangling participle now. It's just like they've made it. Is is David the one who made them? Or are they just a natural creature that in space? And the mystery was always one of those things that Alien had. Um, the, well, the one thing I didn't like about Alien Covenant, I mean, far from a good film. Don't get me wrong. But I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, the thing that I didn't like about it most was that it cut the Alien vs. Predator movies out of the Alien. Ah, and I hated that. I lo- th- that was such a Alien vs. Predator rocked. What? Oh, they, they were fun movies. They, okay, yeah, they were popcorn right, movies, right, but they were based they were based on some really good comics too. Right. Well, so. I, yeah, okay, no, okay. but they were popcorn movies, and it was fun to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all right. Okay. Okay. The the Tom Cruise Mummy remake, reboot, reimagining, load of crap. It's it's a re it's a reimagining, but it's also it's, and but they're trying to reboot the old Universal Monsters series, but they're t- you know they're, they're taking a different direction. Now that one's now the Mummy did, is it already out or is it already they, that's that's the thing. Like yeah, it's it's the second Dracula Untold was supposed to be the start of the Dark Universe. Oh okay. what? It, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Didn't know that. Yeah, because okay. at the end no, of they're, they're, they're not the, they're, they're not the doing of, too well with that yeah, Dark exactly. Universe. There are they? That, that's my point. That's my point. Dracula Untold. The end of that, you see Van Helsing and mm-hmm. you see Dracula in the modern day, and he says something like, "The game is afoot" or "The mm-hmm. game is on" or whatever. That was supposed to be the beginning of the Dark Universe. Yeah, that was horrible. So that was it's been two years since that movie came out. So they they they, they retooled it. Mm-hmm. Started with the Mummy. They got Tom Cruise in it. He Tom Cruised it up, which is not always a bad thing. Sometimes yeah. it's a really good thing. And this movie completely uh, has flopped. Yeah, they should have they should have started with the minor uh, Universal characters and, and done you know 
um, Phantom of the Opera and uh, um, uh, maybe like thrown in Dorian Gray or something like that. Done, done little minor characters, then introduce the bigger ones. I, I we just take it as read that they already exist because they're not. You, you can these characters have been so done to death at this point. Yeah, I feel like if you're gonna do that, you're just making the Penny Dreadful TV show. That's all Which, you're doing at that we, point. We could do that. We could bring that back. That would be fun. I like that show. I, I, I like that show as well. I, 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 it ended poorly. I, I want it back. <laughs> but I feel like you have to... You would have to make it different. Like, the, yeah. the mummy was significantly different than the other mummies. Now, I haven't had the opportunity to watch the entirety of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on my watch list, though. And it, it looked you, like... You pirated it? No, I don't pirate anything. Okay, good. I, I am Nobody a, here pirates anything ever. Yeah, to those who Except pirate. Except I'm, I'm legitimate. I am buying... <laughs> I, am, I, don't, I don't pirate either. I, I am buying comic books on my way out the door. Andy Wrecker pirates. Andy Wrecker pirates. <laughs> Andy, I, I, I've never seen him pirate anything ever. Oh, here, here are the guys with the black bag right through the door. <laughs> That's not what they're here for. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, okay. So, it. It. Re, uh, remake, reboot. Remake. Remake. remake, straight on remake. That's straight gonna on, be yeah. a remake. I mean, it's absolutely because they're going through. Both of them are based ex- off the book, and this one's supposed to. Yeah, I mean, and big... scene for scene, almost. Like, oh yeah, I, there's, baby, pretty. There, yeah. There's a video uh, floating around Facebook and YouTube where you can see the original trailer and the mm-hmm. new trailer, and it is scene for scene, and it is beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's really. Are yeah. they doing the adult stuff in this one? Or are they? Cause I, oh yeah. I, I thought they were gonna do the kid in one, and then. Oh, are they gonna, were they, I think. Is that the plan? Am I wrong? Were they doing the loser clubs as kids first, and then the loser clubs a, as adults? Are they going to do a sequel and do uh, the, the adult part? Of it? They, I, I don't think they've announced a sequel yet, but okay. I think oh. that's. I think they is did that the take plan? the plan. Oh, that's going to be awesome. They, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I'm sorry. I was. I. I, I've all, I just keep watching the trailer. and I'm oh, yeah. excited about it. Now, Andy, you I can float. you can re <laughs> reaccuse yourself into this one because I know you you'd be into this one. Blade Runner 2049. You haven't seen it. No, Re- okay, recuse yourself back up. That's a sequel. Right. Yeah, a straight up sequel. It's a straight up sequel. Not, not a reboot of the series? No, it's a sequel. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's got Harrison yeah, it's, Ford's it's, characters it's, 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 in it's, it. it, it and yeah, but, but, okay, so they got Harrison Ford's character in it, but are they rebooting it because they got the Gosling in it? No, it's it's a sequel. It takes it takes place but it's uh, not, it's, three decades later, and it's 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 what happened afterwards. You know. But can you use a sequel as a reboot of... Well, you could use the sequels to, to re- revitalize a franchise, you know, many years later, obviously. I mean, that, well, Star Wars, you know. If If relaunch, I think, is, is what we kind of want to yeah. look for there. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, you had that with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, the Indiana Jones movie tried that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think this is a legit sequel. Just like um, uh, Wall Street had that sequel yep. that was yeah. 30 years mm-hmm. separate from but the original film. They had the cancer that is LaBeouf. 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 Shia LaBeouf. Which uh, I liked him a lot, but man, he's really... He's just... I, not one of my favorite actors. I really... I dug him, man, but like when he was in Constantine, that area, I liked him. I thought he... But he's really done something with his life. Good in Disturbia. He was, yeah, he's good in Disturbia. Disturbia. I think that was probably the only he movie of his I liked. <laughs> He's been. He, he's he just. I, I, I loathe that his character in, in Indiana Jones. But what about Fury? Did you like him in Fury? He took it right in the face at the end of the movie. Yeah, I know. He but he, I know. He, he, he did. Put a, I, I saw a lot of the outtakes from that that movie, and he took a lot of. He, he did put a lot into his character, but you know, he needs to decide if he's going to be. Um, what's his name? The guy, last of Mohicans, dude. Um, uh, Daniel, no, he needs to decide if he's going to be a, if he's going to be a, a regular actor or Daniel Day Lewis or a performance artist. He, he doesn't know who he is. That's that's his problem. 
I mean, he's, he's a, he, he, he a can, pirater of other people's intellectual property. Well, that too. You know, he he is, is he, he doesn't know who he is. That's that's exactly the, that's exactly Sheila Booth's problem. He doesn't know who he doesn't know. He's still finding himself, and I, I and I don't think he's got a, a lot of. Uh, Sane people advising him either, you know. Yeah, I, I he just agree. did that elevator uh, art thing. They were just where he was an elevator operator or whatever, and uh, I don't know. I don't mind them doing some off the wall stuff, like um, you know, like his promotion, the uh, motivational video he did. Mm-hmm. You know, so that stuff's fine. <coughs> but when you get into a film, you need to have a different character. There's, you know, a I lot felt- of these stars they get to that point where they they, they, they somebody they've got terrible advice, like. Remember when Jim Carrey did that creepy uh, internet e card to, to Emma Stone, and you're like, is he is he joking or is he serious? You know, because you know I mean, they they go over the top, and and their hand somebody needs to. That's a huge problem in Hollywood is with these big stars. Nobody's there to say no. Everybody always wants to tell them yes, but sometimes you got to be like, no, no, dude, no, <laughs> no. I feel like there's a um, a little bit of a, a lampshade hanging with. The uh, the new Siri commercial with The Rock. Uh, if you guys oh, seen that, that yeah, is yeah. absolutely fantastic. The the Siri, what's on my schedule today? And he's 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 taking shots in outer space. He's launching a new fashion line, doing the Sistine Chapel. Well, he's now registered to uh, run in twenty twenty for president too. Uh, so I mean, you know, The Rock does everything. He's next Bo knows. Hey, you know? what if if the debates uh, you know turn into rock bottoms and people's elbows? I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> That's going that way with the current president. <laughs> Okay. You know what? All right. Okay. He was very quiet to not I, disturb I, I, the podcast. I know. I called him out on purpose. Right on it. So, uh... <laughs> I gotta pee. I'll be back. <laughs> okay. You want us to continue or wait? Huh? You want oh, us to... I'll jump in. Okay, well, we won't tread water. But you're gonna make these people wait for it? <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> can okay. edit this out in post. Right. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Since last time, do it live. All right. Since last time, we yeah. do it live. <laughs> so last time, we wrote a fictional superhero movie. This time, we're we're in a power meeting in Hollywood. We got Brian Grazer, spiky hair dude. We got Spielberg. We got all the power players sitting in front of the table looking at us. They're gonna shoot out some dead franchises at us. It's our job to come up with remake, reboot, reimagining a quick a quick just a, a selling point how would we how would we do it okay so i'm going to give you some i'm going to give you guys some dead franchises and we'll see, see what we got here i'm in let's do Fair it enough? okay sure. all right i made a mistake i did not realize this was a movie or i mean i did know but i didn't think of it until he mentioned it but the lethal weapon franchise we want to bring it back did the t- let's no. say let's say tv show sucked it's down let's bring it back no. bring it back are, we, are you asking me yes or no? No, no, no. no. He wants to know how we do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they've already got the money. The answer is yes, we're doing it. Okay. But how do we do it and not make it suck? Right. Um, and I think you got to find that original chemistry. You've got to find that Mel Gibson, Donald Glover um, chemistry between the two of them. Whoa, Donald uh, Glover. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. I'm oh, no, sorry. Danny Danny Glover. No, sorry. No, sorry. You, like, I was like, whoa. Daniel Day Glover. Oh. <laughs> okay, he, he's back from peeing real quick. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to set this up. Okay, so, real quick. I, last week we wrote a fictional superhero movie. Okay. okay. This week we're in a power meeting with Brian uh, Grazer, Ron, Ron Howard, Steven Spielberg, whoever I mentioned last time. And the answer is yes to all these. We're, they're sitting in front of us. 
they're giving us some money. We have to come up with how to write these remakes, reboots, reimaginings, okay? Okay. Like I told them, I forgot this was a TV show, but Lethal Weapon, we want to bring it back. The answer, oh, the answer is yes, we're bringing it back in movie yeah. form. How are you guys going to do it? I, I, the TV show's perfect. I wouldn't do it. TV show, TV show doesn't exist. TV do, oh. Yeah, I, again, I think it's all about finding that perfect chemistry between the, the characters. you got to have someone who can be super serious, but can be funny like Mel Gibson was. And then you got to find that old, grizzled, that, uh, that veteran police force kind of guy. Um, who do we got? Can, what about, we were talking about... We were don't, talking don't, about don't ignore Busey. We were talking about if last you're gonna, week. Yeah, if you're going to reboot, you got you got to have a you got to have a good villain. Busey was was excellent. Say what you want about Gary, he's had an interesting life, but he was great in that part. That's fair. So, but, but, he, but you, so you you got to make sure that you cast the villain well. The villain the, in any movie, the villain is what makes your show. You know, cuz and it's awesome in those fire stick commercials. <laughs> yeah, he is awesome in the fire stick commercials. So what about we talked about it last week? What about switching up the the ethnicities of the characters? Oh, I, I don't. I think they're interchangeable. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I, th- I think you, you. I don't think that's a. Yeah, that's yeah not I don't a, think that's required. Yeah, there's no. There's um, no. Um, I don't think they're written in, in that regards. You know, it's not. Yeah, because yeah, I, mean, I guess it never was a black and white. Yeah, no, it never. No, no, nobody ever. Nobody, nobody ever started noticing that stuff until. Okay, so yeah, okay. I think if you're gonna, do, if you if you want to do that, it has to be non-central to the plot. Okay. Yeah. Like Shanghai Noon does not work. That's not a beer. Yeah. We don't condone. No, we don't I, condone drinking in. No, the reason I have to pee a lot is because I'm I, I work two jobs and I'm on my fifteenth Monster Energy drink today. So sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, so yeah, I think you you we don't have to really factor in race. Um, so, for example, if I was recasting it, um, my old grizzled cop is Christopher Lambert. I think he could. You do think he? Oh, well, he it's, really? It's pronounced I, Lambert. Is it? Is it? Is it's, it? It's, it's <laughs> is it really? Chris Lambert. Yeah, he's French. Oh, okay. My bad. Um, isn't he? Isn't he like in seventies now? I mean, would he still yeah. be on the force? I, you know, dude, he, he's one week from retiring, man. One week from retiring in in, uh, in that kind of job is like 63, 56, something like that. It's not. You know, you don't have a lot of seventy. Year old beat cops guys. <laughs> well, well, not beat cop, but you have detectives. Yeah, detective. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, actually, they're they're when they when you hit sixty five, you're doing Andy's job. Oh, oh, oh. ouch! Oh. What about okay, okay, Gibson? Okay. We going? What about? What it's about, true that that's where your cops. The cops need the extra money. They retire from the keep, force. They become keep, keep going. They become keep security going. guards. Right. Yeah. That's police. No. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> anyways, okay, okay. Well, let's call Christopher Lambert. That'll bring in the Highlander yeah, crowd. Um, what about uh, the, the the young Mel Gibson, Chris Pratt? Nah, he's too. No, old. he's too old. Um, well, not not too old, but he's too, he's he's too much. But he's got a lot of time now. He's going to be single. <laughs> you think he's going to be single, or do you think that uh, that 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 last movie with Jennifer Lawrence went really really well? You know, I got really excited because everyone's like, "Oh, so you're going to date Anna Fair?" I'm like, "No, Chris Pratt." <laughs> 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 okay. okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Well, that's an idea. Uh, Let's hear it. Or, what do you, who do you have? Or, or an unknown. You, what about an unknown? I, unknown. That was Mel Gibson was kind of an unknown, you know, apart, apart from Mad Max. Max but right. yeah, and but he that wasn't his voice. And when it you know when it became famous over here, it wasn't until later that he redubbed it with his own uh, his own voice in the original Mad Max. So well, okay. If you guys think of uh, one, just throw it out there. Uh, Story wise, we going with still the buddy cop uh, formula. We going everything's got to be gritty. Has it got to be gritty? 
and everything's uh, ironic humor or I, I think you gotta have a balance like that's what yeah. made lethal weapon so iconic it's was not that. a drama it's a popcorn movie it's an adventure you gotta have the yeah, would a cop yeah. movie be taken right now with the attitudes towards police uh, well the, the new movie Detroit it's it's out it kind of bashes the police up a little bit of course that's based on a true story yeah yeah, uh, then they tried that Chips movie here recently, and that didn't... But that would, <laughs> well, that's because it was Chips. It was Chips. I mean, Chips, was, I know, but Chips was funny, but didn't they take it, like, over the top? Like, yeah. Complete? I, I didn't see it. Well, I, you, you I had my fill of Chips. The, the last, the last I, would, I heard, they were working on Men in Black 3, it's, it, it, and it's only it's Men in Black and 21 Jump Street. No, they, they canceled that one. They canceled that one finally? That one. All right, great. Yeah, I didn't want to see a Men in Black 21 Jump Street matchup. <laughs> okay, all right. So next, next, so we're doing that. Brian Grazer throws out, doubted everything. Sharknado, two-headed shark attack. <laughs> we want, we want to reboot Jaws. We're we're hopping on the sci-fi shark bandwagon. We're rebooting Jaws. Jaws four was horrible. Let's let's start it over. Return well, of Jaws. I mean, that really was, was, Jaws. was anything besides Jaws one good? Jaws 3D was good when I was a kid. It did not. What did you think of Piranha 3D? Two, just <laughs> uh, I like the boobs, <laughs> but as a story, it was horrible. I, you know, I don't think I re- would reboot Jaws. A lot, it has the same problem that a lot of horror movies have. You, I, they don't adequately explain the um, the motivation for them not getting the fuck off the beach. You know, well, why are I you think, in the? You know this is going on. Why are you in the water? Well, I think now would be perfect with the way the way our economy is, man. It's like we can't shut this down. It's like the only way our town makes money. I think that would make, especially nowadays. If, if you're gonna do Jaws, you have to solve that problem. Why? You know, and that only goes so far because you have you have other things you can deal with that. I think if you reboot Jaws, you make it Lone Man in the Sea kind of movie. You get. Oh, you, you go know, Moby Dick on it? Yeah, you go Moby yeah. Dick on it. You get you, know, you get one guy on a boat, massive shark, sinks the boat, stranded an island, shark hangs out for X reason. Okay, I uh, love that idea, but... Toss Castaway. But... Yeah, exactly. But yeah. can... But we're, we're shooting... This is this is Brian Grazer and Spielberg now. We, is that going to make money? Now, we, all four you, of us, would go see it, but... I don't, that, I don't If you think call you it Jaws, I think it will. I, I really I, I think they've taken the, the shark thing to it's 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 so there's no way we can make a serious shark movie. I don't think you can make a serious shark movie and make money as with with the way things are now because Sar- the Jaws Jaws was all the Jaws movies were before Shark Week started before Sharknado started it's everybody's you know I mean yeah the, the sharks are interesting but I I just don't know how what you about can make the it. shark as the hero like like Free Willy only mm-hmm. with sharks. What's your deal with like just. Dis- Pissing on him. <laughs> You're like the bad. The bad guy needs to win. I'm actually kind of down for that. I mean, the problem with Jaws was it made sharks, which are just a natural predator in the world, such this villainous thing. Mm-hmm. And Shark Week had to combat that because sharks are not evil like right. Jaws, com- you know, portrayed. So I think if you're going to make a shark movie, you have to make them evil like Deep Blue Sea did. I think we, I think um, we should do it as, a, as, a, as, a, as an animated show and do it from the pilot fish's uh, perspective. <laughs> you know? Well, let's roll with the idea that the shark's a good guy. How would you make the shark the good guy? Poachers, he eats man. the bad guy. Yeah, he eats the poachers. He, yeah. Well, yeah, the first the first hit would be uh, some Somalian pirates. Yeah, pirates. You know? well, perfect. <laughs> no, man. They can, you, no, the, yeah, they're like, you bambi uh, that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jaws. Oh, your hero's journey kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, Jaws' right. daddy shark. 
Fisherman come in, kill Mama Shark, Daddy Shark goes kill, on revenge. Kill bigger jaws and then... Yeah, I mean, you get Bandana, Knife of the Teeth, Shark Rambo, let's do it. I don't know if Grazer likes that idea. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You can't speak for him. I still, I, 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 I still like the idea of an animated one with the, from the pilot fish's perspective, so, you know, you've got that. You, you could do it from a goldfish perspective and just do six-second scenes. I'm totally missing out on what you're doing. No, no, that, uh, okay. that turned out to be wrong. Goldfish have a longer memory. Oh really? That's 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 a lie. It's it's two laps around a ball. Yeah. Oh, All right. Okay. So, <laughs> so guess who just walked in the door? Door. Joel Silver. We're remaking the Matrix. Go. <laughs> you. Uh, uh, the, the Matrix was a remake. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, we pull Keanu Reeves out. Okay. So Ghost in the Shell's come out. Mm-hmm. The the Scarlett Johansson movies come out. So everyone knows. They're like, they stole that from the Matrix. And all of us nerds are like, no, they stole that from that. So we want to we want to reboot it. We want to remake it. Do we make uh, Matrix 4 with the same characters? Or are we just starting from the beginning? Neo is still a slagger. I think you got to start it over. So, I think yeah. I don't think there's any room for Matrix 4. Like Especially not when you have no. the, the using the Force in Matrix 3 and... You, I don't know. Something, like, no, that was ridiculous. This, these Messiah films have been so overdone. <laughs> um, but here's the thing we were talking about it earlier uh, you put Keanu in a movie you're going to get money and you're going to get people to want to work because Street Kings the, mm-hmm. the cop movie he made they were having a hard David Ayer the guy who did Suicide Squad they were having a hard time getting things up and going Keanu Reeves agreed to do the sure. movie all of a sudden they've got money pouring in and they've got actors who want to work, work with them so maybe pulling Keanu out is not the best idea. Or may, well, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it you out. You can't. There. You can't. You can't reboot if you're going to leave. If you Keanu in the only the, the, I mean, if you attach, you could attach him to the project as a, as a producer, and that would probably help. Okay. Or yeah. if they think he's involved, and in, Keanu takes the place of Morpheus. That's a I best, mean, that's I mean, not okay. a bad idea. He, he's getting older now. Yeah. So get yeah, put him. Yeah, he, he, he looks like he's yeah, twelve. He looks so dude. Good, I mean, he's, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you like. I mean, they can make him look old and good, like they did in. Um, Man of Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. They made him look old. They made him look good. They made him look at that, that part. And I think you can do that with Morpheus. You make him the the uh, the mentor, and you wake someone else from the Matrix up. You don't call him Neo. You don't call anyone in the film Neo. You don't call him anyone Trinity. You don't call anyone Morpheus. And at the end of the movie, you go... Was that a sequel or was that a reboot? Okay, okay. There was so, Keanu Reeves. So okay, so in the story, so in the story, you don't mention Morpheus. You don't mention like, hey, where's the, where's where's old uh, Fishy at? You don't mention where where's. So you don't mention that. Is he blind? Or is he is he is he supposed to be Neil? And we were supposed to guess. So he has vision now. Because when he was blind at the end of three, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's true. He was. Uh, you know, screw it. Why not? You know, put him in sunglasses. Do we do we keep? Was he blind? Do we keep the story going? Or is it just like? I mean, how how blind can you be inside the Matrix, though? You know. Exactly. I mean, you you you're, make I mean, it. You're, yeah, you're you're hooked into. That. I mean, that's that's. It. Matrix was beautiful because it kept you guessing. Yeah. But when Matrix One ended, you didn't have answers. So I think you got to do the same thing. Well, You've got to make more questions than you answer in this film. Yeah. Well, if we stay in the real world, but then at the end you find out that we're actually in the Matrix the whole time. Kind of six sunset. Sure. Yeah. All right, Joel Silver left. He's good. Okay, now, <laughs> now I picked one that's Adam. I don't know nothing about it. 
as far as I know, you guys aren't fans. You guys may be fans. I thought it'd be interesting. Uh, the Step Up series. I thought it'd be interesting to try it. Like I don't know. Like I know that's there's. So I know there's new. dance. I know. Yeah, like, that's. But it's dead. It's a dead franchise. I was like. All right. I was like, all right, let's try it. Like I know nothing about it. I've I've seen other trailers. Than dancers, that's it, dude. Other I, than I, I know Channing Tatum like, met his wife on that movie. Yeah. It's uh, like just like Pitch Perfect with me. I've seen trailers. I have no idea what it's about. And I, so. One of my many non-geek hobbies. Is you dance? I, I do not. You dance I, I do not dance. Oh my I, God. I do not dance. I love to watch people dance. America's Best Dance Crew was my guilty pleasure. I watched it every week. Are you saying you go to strip clubs a lot? You like watching people dance? Well, you you hey, hey. I mean, you gotta appreciate art in all of its forms. Gotcha. <clears throat> but I, I, I liked the first Step Up movie. But it didn't have the same charm that that those kind of dance shows had to me. I don't watch Do You Think You Can Dance, but I used to watch America's Best Dance Crew because that kind of hip-hop dancing I really enjoy watching because it's it's fluid, it's beautiful. Um, so I feel like if you do that, you have to make it a Rocky-like movie. It is scrappy upstarts, training montages, and you got to cut out all of the random... Oh, we're just gonna burst burst into cho- perfectly choreographed, cho- choreographed, choreographed, choreographed. Choreographed. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, dance sequences. So what? Yeah, no, actually, we know what would sell these days would be if, if if it started off with an accident and somebody was crippled and then they had surgery, and then had to work their way back up to and then ended up in the nationals or whatever with that stuff. But that that's, dancer was blind. But or, he can yeah, see yeah, if exactly. It's the, you it's, can see it, if it's raining. Oh, yeah. that's so cliche. <laughs> huh? That's so cliche. Read Facebook, though. That's that's all people post about. Well, sure. So that's what they're going to go... Yeah, I know it's cliche, but we were talking about Hollywood and making money. Cliche and makes money, yeah. I mean, if we, if we were talking about what I, the kind of movie I wanted to make, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be on Step Up. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it would be an interesting yeah. idea. But I, I'm telling you what would sell, you know, and this is exactly what they would say in Hollywood, too. Why well, if we took a square dancer? Huh? A square dancer, and there's like... Is hip hop? Yeah, that's 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 not a movie. Now? That's a Saturday Night Live sketch. Well, I know, but it's, like, <laughs> but it's like it's like the that's the Saturday Night Live sketch of Step Up that they're parodying right there. Like, but, I'm, but I mean, it's like the hip hop dancing. What's popular now? Like twerking or something? No twerking. <laughs> twerking. Twerking is about it was like fidgets. It was it was for five minutes. It was hilarious, and now nobody cares anymore. What's what's a popular dance? Dabbing. What's something that that's like big now? Well, no, I've kind of. Fell out of it since I don't watch America's Best Dance Crew, but they used to do uh, like b-boying, pop and lock, uh, break dancing is coming thumping. back in a big way. So you yeah. take a square dancer, and who's just whatever. You're a huge fan of over the top, aren't you? You you, I, you love you love Sylvester McCoy and the arm wrestling you know championships, trying to admit, win back his son. I neither admit nor deny anything. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's your movie. You gotta get behind the truck and go to the. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that movie would be better if like Batman was in it. And <laughs> okay. If, uh, yeah, if Sylvester Stallone's mom had been named Martha too, it would. Yeah. So okay, so you take like that and uh, he or she. Do we do a she? Why don't we do? A, I guess those dance movies are always she's the heroine. The leader's always a girl. So we take a dude. We take a dude. A dude on heroin. Okay, I'm good. Let's let right. this sound good. Right. Alright, okay. <laughs> but how, how do we just make that not foot loose? Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, okay, alright. What's. Alright, do something different. <laughs> so I think like, you just you make it rocky. You make it this guy has a dream, working at a butcher shop, trying to build it up. 
and instead of boxing, dance competition. Just a steel town boy on a Saturday night. Yep. Yeah. And, and movie one loses. Yeah. Movie one. Oh, Andy can't get it done. Andy's gonna love it. The hero loses. Andy's there. He's putting his own money to make this movie. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Below the Cop Podcast, you'll find our link for our Kickstarter. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's that's all. Um, what do you guys think of Cable? The review of Cable. Cable looks awesome. I'm I'm stoked. Oh, you really? Oh, yeah. I do not really? like. I like rolling it. as Cable. I really. Yeah. How come? You got it once again. It's the, remember this is these are comedies. Yeah, but he's got to be he's got to be the serious guy though. Right, but he's gonna be this. He's gonna be the straight man. But you know, it's it's got to be somebody that um, can play off of Ryan Reynolds. I mean, I I don't know if you've, if you. I I love the trailer for Hitman's Bodyguard. I'm I am so stoked about that movie, and I think those two are gonna work really oh, well. Now, if Josh Brolin, Brolin, and I don't I don't think Josh Brolin would have gotten the part if 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 Ryan Reynolds hadn't approved. It's got to be somebody with with excellent chemistry with him, and it is. So he's gonna be playing the straight man. I think I, I think it's gonna rock. I I, mean, I, I, I like the costume and. I think Berlin, once we get into the film, will do a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like Cable to me. No, he doesn't. Um, no, of course not. No, he, yeah, that's my I issue. No, man, is pretty that as, when, as realistic as you can get. I mean, um, when I see him, Berlin looks almost too scrawny in a lot of those episodes and, and episodes uh, pictures, um, and not so much in the chest area because I mean you can only get so burly before you get to Rob Lee Field levels. Right. Um, but he doesn't have that stiff. Jaw that I associate with Cable, but I wanted Ron Perlman. Way too old. Oh, oh way perfect. Too old. How old do you think Cable is? The man's Wait. ancient. Uh, who was the other guy in it? Uh, the dude from Avatar. Uh, Ministerial Goats. He was in that too. Uh, the bad guy from Avatar got the. Yeah, yeah, the one that's going to be the bad guy in the next five Avatar films, and they're bitching about. Um, he was. He's going. They're going to use him as the bad guy in all the, the Avatar films. They're making four more. Of these right, but I mean, they wanted so. him for Cable as well. Right. I, I just I don't see Ron Perlman. I love Ron Perlman, but I don't see him as as Cable. Oh, um, plus he's out of shape. I mean, I, I, no, he, I, and Cable is so was Chris Pratt. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Chris Pratt went on the world's best workout regime for mm-hmm. Star Lord. Yeah, but he's like what forty years young. How old is Ron Perlman? Ron Perlman's pretty old. Yeah. I mean, well, what, Beauty and Beast was Google 85. It. Google got, it. Google it's coming up. He's, he's, he's at least mid-50s. Yeah? Yeah, at least. We think about Chris Pratt not on Ferris Break now. I'm just thinking of new stuff. I, it's, I'm, I'm it's just, sad. I mean, it's, I'm just you know, treading water while I mean, you I mean, I she's free now. <laughs> she, I, I, no, she, wait, Chris Pratt's free, buddy. Well, I know you. I, I gotta wonder if the, the chemistry was so good between him and, and Jennifer Lawrence that I gotta wonder if that had, didn't have something to do with it. I'm a little curious about that. Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Okay. Yep. Born in 1950. Okay. So I'm, uh, that's that's what I'm curious about. That's what that's something that nobody's talking about. Which normally you know, on the internet you'd think everybody would be talking about. Well, that, Jennifer but. Lawrence went on one of Ferris's uh, podcasts. Yeah. And they talked about it a little bit. All right. So. You can't look at this and tell me Ron Perlman is not Cable. Nah, man. I don't know. I don't. Hmm. So perfect. He's got that stiff jaw, that white flat top. You know, okay. And, uh, and now maybe he needs to hit the gym. Maybe he needs to hit the gym. Perfect casting, Nathan Fillion. I remembered his name, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion, Nathan Fillion is Cable? No, I was just trying to tell you guys I remembered his name. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, there we go. Yeah. Oh, well, good job. Thank you. Yeah, right on. All right, well, <laughs> we'll wrap it up. We're at an hour and a half almost, same as last time. 
Any, uh, as far as remakes, reboots, reimaginings go, any recommendations? Well, obviously, Lethal Weapon. Uh, okay. The Lethal Weapon TV series. Um, I had something in the back of my head, but lost it. What's the uh, the thing? That, oh, God damn it! <laughs> Going straight to series that they've been advertising the crap out of. You gotta be a lot more specific than that. I know. Going go go to going to what sit Netflix? What? Who's in it? What is it about? Shut up! I can't. <laughs> Brain not work. Um, I guess Will lethal Smith weapon was the devil. Lethal weapon. Yeah. Huh? Lucy daughter. The, yeah, Lucy daughter. The devil. The movie. Now that would rock. Now that I I could get. Now that's that's a good reboot, dude. If you could do Lucy daughter the devil, because because uh, H. Ron. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> H. John Benjamin could play could play the devil in that, and he could play it perfectly. I mean, the, the character. I mean, that would be a good freaking movie. I'll I'll tell you what I'm excited for that's coming out, um, and that's the uh, uh, new Star Trek Troopers movie. Oh yeah, uh, the, the Traitor of Mars. Yeah, Traitor of Mars. Uh, I I love the first movie. I know. Yes, I know it has nothing to do with the book. Yeah. Um, but I loved the first movie. Watched all the other ones. They were mm -hmm. terrible, but they were fun. Marauder I'm was, really excited. Marauder for this one. was uh, was entertaining. It was something. Is that, is that the one where they had the giant mech suits? I think it was. And uh, that came was at the last uh, minute. Marauder isn't that the one where they start off in the cave? Like they're okay. I, I think I could be wrong. Right in. Tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Andy. Oh, the comments will be on there. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I, I, you got yeah. Star Trek. Well, that's been done. So my. No, uh, no. What do you recommend? As far as reboots, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just that something I. Debbie does Dallas 14. It's a must see. Or, or, uh, how about Sherlock from BBC? Sherlock from BBC. Have you redone? No, no. I'd like him to keep going. Yeah, no. Really? A, a, a good modern. You don't, modern you don't think that last season they kind of played it out with the with the whole? I haven't finished the last season. Okay, never mind. I won't spoil it for you then. <laughs> I think. I think. I think. You know, not there. You want to get the comments section filled? I think Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman have seen their day. It's been played out. Oh, it's done. Oh it, it is done. They, they, they this took, will be they the last it. time he's on this podcast. They, they, they we're took lynch it him. too far last season, and you know, <clears throat> lynch him. I, I, you know, they, I, I think so even the, know, the creators have made the the, the 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 comment that they that they made a huge mistake killing off Moriarty in the, the, the from the get go. But without Moriarty, I mean. And really, and and, and and where where is the detection in anything that goes on in that series anymore? Is there any 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 clues that come up that you have to? I mean, follow. I mean, it's not even really a detective story anymore, which was, that's what it should be. It's 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 a it's a drama. Reimagining. What if Holmes <laughs> is Moriarty? Uh, they've done that. That's been done. Oh no shit! I know. Oh yeah, that that's been done. Where it's, he's the, the same person with two, and it's two aspects Man, of the I don't psyche. I feel so bad about yeah. not being not knowing everything. Everything. <laughs> Everything Holmesian has been done. Trust me, <laughs> from from him being in an asylum the whole time to, to, to him being him being both Moriarty and Sherlock. As the, the, I mean, it's Sherlock has been done to death, but but I think you know I, I the last two seasons really of Sherlock have just to me it's been boring. So you are not a cumbled bitch. Uh, no, I'm not a. I love the first two years of it. It was great. And it was well done, and it was a unique perspective. But you know. Same with same with Doctor Who. I'm the biggest Doctor Who fan in the entire world. I, I literally I've been since I was a child, but Stephen Moffat should have been 
done after his first season with Matt Smith. He should and he should have just he, he should have dropped the mic and walked out the door after his first season with Matt Smith and his first year of of, of Cumberbatch and and, uh, and uh, Martin Freeman. You know because he did he just keeps stepping on his own dick and and re and, and rehashing crap. How many how many times did he reboot the entire universe in the last six years of Doctor Who? Like three. Just so he just so he didn't have to. It's just lazy writing. Just so he hadn't didn't have to maintain continuity. And then um, oh, the guy that plays uh, uh, Mark Gaddis. Then Mark Gaddis comes along and 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 tells everybody that well continuity is not important. Well, yeah, it is, guys. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I'm I'm going off on massive tangents. Okay, I recommend as a reboot, a remake, or reimagining John Carpenter's thing. I, I agree. That. Was that good? Oh, yeah. The first one was so perfect. Well, yeah, I no, know. no, 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 not, not the 2011 one. I'm talking... He's talking the, about Kurt Russell. The Kurt Russell one. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's, that's, a, that's a remake. remake. That's now, a remake. Now, oh, now, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Now, okay. the original one was good. I got it. The, yeah. the, the thing that sure. came from another planet, mm-hmm. Derek, with the dude from... He plays Sheriff Dillon. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I know who you're... Yeah, okay. From Gunsmoke. Yeah. Gunsmoke, yeah. Um, that, that's a good movie, too, but... The Carpenter one is, is amazing. Carpenter's, yeah. Pra- that, that is like, if anyone's like CGI or practical effects, you want to talk like, about watch John The most underrated movie. actor of all time, Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. I'm un- the most underrated. I mean, that, he is just brilliant in everything. Even in, when he was in the Disney movies, he's just phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't understand. You're now, why welcome I mean. back to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think of that thing, the, the thing going to series? No, I'll think of it next week. <laughs> when it's no real, wanna, all irrelevant. You want to plug your store real quick? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so we are recording this in Underdark Comics and Games uh, just on uh, South 9th Street in Quincy, Illinois. Uh, so make sure you stop by and see us. Uh, 508 South 9th Street, uh, just past State Street on your right-hand side. Uh, we're open 12 to 7, Tuesday through Saturday, 12 to 5 on Sunday. Uh, give us a call, send us a Facebook message. Uh, yeah, just let us know what you think. And you said... I'm going to put you on the spot. Once we get this on the web, you will put this on the Facebook page? Absolutely. Uh, more than likely, you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube. Um, we'll have it on the Facebook page. Anybody else? Hmm? Uh, hi. Okay. <laughs> Word. Yeah.